What's up, everybody, and welcome to In and Out of Frame. Hope everybody's doing good. We got a super awesome episode today. We're back to learning about some dance stuff and some history. I hope you enjoyed all those super awesome interviews we've been doing. Like I've been saying in the beginning of every episode, I've been geeking out and I just, I can't wait to keep talking to more people and hopefully at some point getting together and dancing with some people and learning more about how they got started. Like I am just head over heels with this interview lifestyle. So please keep listening so we could keep talking to some more super, super cool performers. But anyway, today we are going to just sit and chill together and learn a little something new. So we're going to learn about the Green Hall, which is a dance hall in Green, Texas, which is now a part of New Braunfels. So Green Hall is the oldest living dance hall in Texas or anywhere really for that type of country dancing, line dancing. So let's learn a little bit about it. So it was built in 1878 by Henry Heinrich D. Green and located in the historical town of Green, Texas. It's a 6,000 square foot dance hall with a high-pitched tin roof, still has its original layout with side flaps for open-air dancing, a bar in the front, a small lighted stage in the back, and a huge outdoor garden. And there's still advertisement signs from the 30s and 40s still hanging in the old hall and around the stage. And a little bit later when I start talking about different artists that have performed there and what it looks like now, I will literally do like a Google walkthrough and how it looks. It is just astonishing that it's still in such great condition and they've really have taken care of the life of it since 1878. So since the very beginning of the town of Green, Texas, which is spelled G-R-U-E-N-E, but it's pronounced green. So Henry D. Green, arriving in Texas in the mid-1840s, they were a life of German farmers and they became the first settlers of what is now known as Green, Texas. Ernst Green was a German immigrant and his bride, Antoinette, had reached the newly established city of New Braunfels in 1845. But, you know, money was scarce. Thus, Ernst and his two sons purchased lands just down the river, and Ernst built the first home in green in early Fagework style. So the nice thing about this old town is a lot of the homes are still up to date for what they looked like back then, which could really take you back, and that's why it's such a popular town for tourists and you know historians but even when they were first building it they were building it in certain styles which we'll get into also so having become the number one cash crop at that time the cotton business soon bought 20 to 30 families to henry d's land so they found what crop worked they started building homes along this um river over there And everything just started booming. It worked out very well. So further construction during this profitable time included a dance hall and saloon, which became the center of the community's social life. Now, I can only imagine 
what the dance hall and saloon seemed like back then. It just reminds me of like old movies. Like when you think of Back to the Future, the third one where they go back into Western times <laughs> and there's all the ladies and their, you know, dr- dresses and petticoats and they're showing a little ankle and they have their garters on. <laughs> and that's like what I imagine how the green hall was and the bar at the time, the saloon part of it. So that was in 1878 they finally built the saloon and dance hall after everything was very profitable so many years later that everything worked out they were thriving so now really jumping ahead life happened you know it was a established town but people are trying to come in and take over but here comes this hero In 1974, Chip Kaufman saved the town. He was an architecture student at UT Austin working with the Texas Historical Commission, and he was an avid kayaker. So he was just floating down the river, and he came down a little further on the Guadalupe River than usual to the southernmost public part, the the, uh, entrance area. known as the Green Crossing. So he just decided to go on a limb and keep riding his kayak and adventuring a little bit, and he came across this crossing, which was a part of the town of Green. After catching a glimpse of an old water tower up on the hill, which is one of the main pictures that you see when you look up this town, the water tower up on the hill was peeking above the treetops. He decided to investigate. He was astonished by his discovery of numerous late 1800s and early 1900s buildings, somewhat architectural layering, and he immediately realized their significance and requested permission from the Texas Historical Commission to inventory the buildings for their records, which they approved. So this nerdy historian and architecture guy, who was just a student at, um, in Austin, He was just, like, doing his thing. And he's like, wow. These buildings are beautiful. They're well-preserved. They need to be taken care of. Which he did. The developers further agreed to let Kaufman find new owners interested in the old buildings for new commercial ventures, which would provide a core for their new housing development. So there were some gentlemen, these developers, that were trying to come in and just knock everything down and put new things. But they came across a deal. So one of these people that worked along with Kaufman, you know, the kayaker, was a gentleman named Pat Molak. And Pat Molak was among the first of the new owners that was buying out some of this land to preserve it. He had the money. He wanted to take care of it also. Pat Molak was frustrated with big city life and in search of a true Texas dance hall. (laughs) So he was the one that purchased Green Hall in 1975. A few unavoidable repairs were made, obviously, to the hall, but little else was necessary. Things were just left uncorrupted. The 6,000 square foot, it was still open air. It became a virtual magnet and a starting point for many of Texas's up and coming performers. And once again, It was the heart of green. So check out, like, this is a beautiful tourist attraction, especially if you're a performer. 
just bringing yourself back to that day and age when they were first learning how to dance to bands playing or an artist playing or just learning how to be together in a dance hall and interacting with, you know, your partner and it's just, it's history. And that's, what's so cool about it. And the perfect thing is like I brought up with Willowbrook in one of our first episodes that unfortunately is not around anymore. Yet this place is still well-preserved and a lot of it is still intact. So it would be an amazing thing for everyone to go see. So, bringing it back again, in the 1800s, Green Hall held weekly dances and played host to everything from traveling salesmen to high school graduations to badger fights. (laughs) So, it was just a place to go and see something different and enjoy, you know, someone standing on a soapbox or, you know, the graduations. It was just like a hall. It was used for everyone in the town. But one of the main things, it was somewhere to go have a drink, and listen to some music. So now going back to Pat Molak, under the current ownership, Green Hall had become internationally recognized as a destination tourist attraction and a major music venue for all these new artists. Since 1975, the hall has played host to hundreds of celebrities whose pictures adorn the walls. Now I'm going to talk about some of these. All of these are big names, and there's even more. Like, you could go on their website, which I will cite later because I use a lot of this for information also. They have recordings of people just sitting and playing. And this is such a small stage, too. Like, it's not humongous. Like, I wouldn't say it's, like, a small stage like the Blues Brothers played when they were getting bottles thrown at them. But it's not humongous. But it's it's just so iconic. So they have so many names. So the hall has hosted such acts as Garth Brooks, Willie Nelson, Merle Haggard, George Strait, Towns Van Zant, Jerry Jeff Walker, Lyle Lovett, Hal Ketchum, Greg Allman, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. A whole bunch of ladies. You know, I think um, Miranda Lambert, I saw her face up on the website. So from... Older country to newer country, it's just the place that you need to play. It's one of those places in Texas. And that's just music. Another super cool thing and something that I'm nerdy about is movies. And one of the things I'm doing now on Patreon, if you would like to become a Patreon donator, you can look for me on there in and out of frame. For our Let's Add Props peeps, I am doing a movie review, but during the movie review, I'm doing musicals and dance films, and we're just looking at, break, like, analyzing the dances, talking about the movements, talking about the techniques they use. We're just digging deep in the performer life for some of these musicals. So please, like, jump on that with me. I want to know what some are your favorite dance movies. The first one I did, obviously, was Dirty Dancing. I had to. I just had to. (laughs) But anyway, bringing it back to Green Hall, it was a host to a couple movies. But one of my favorite movies that they have here is they had John Travolta there doing the movie Michael, where he was like a fallen angel. So... (laughs) 
it's so funny because they traveled so much in that movie. I'm trying to think back. So then I had to watch the clip and I love John Travolta. That was just so cool. <laughs> but yeah, they filmed the movies there and they use it as a set. So they just have everything going for them and they still have dances and performances and they have merchandise. One of my favorite thing they have is you could buy a koozie that says cash only at Green Hall, which I've never been to Green Hall. So I don't know if they're cash only, but if they are more power to them, that's even cooler. <laughs> so that was pretty short, just a little bit about the history, because since it's so iconic and so much is still happening there, the history is still growing. It had such a great life and people in the town has have always stood up for it, have always taken care of it, that it's it doesn't have much more to talk about except you need to go visit it. <laughs> and I want to go visit it so bad. At some point with this podcast, I want to travel and I want to go interview people at you know their studios or where they work. And I think it would be so cool to go record um, bonus videos at like a dance hall and do some dances, which... At this dance hall, let's talk about what we would dance. So here's a little history about the country two-step, or also called country polka. Do you know how to do the dance? Okay, let's go over, go over it so it makes sense. It's done with partners. One is the leader and the other is the follower. And they start out by facing each other. So the follower has their back turned to the line of dance. So when you think about a line of dance and you're standing on the dance floor, the line of dance is going counterclockwise around the room, kind of like um, NASCAR. So as you're doing that, you're just constantly turning left. If you're the follower, you have your back towards that line of dance. The follower or the leader is facing forward to see where they need to go. Various patterns of steps are followed, and it's a mixture of quicks and slows, and it depends on the dancers and exactly which style they want to do. There's, like, country cha-cha, and there's two-step, and there's, like, you know, triple-step to cha-cha. So there's very so many variations, but basic country two-step just sights off as quick, quick, slow, slow, quick, quick, slow, slow. And here's a reason for this. So country music took off in 1925 with Nashville broadcasting the Grand Old Opry. Huge. The new music was embraced by square dancers all around America. But you're not really with a partner when you're square dancing. One group of Texas square dancers picked up the foxtrot and began to dance it in between sets. Before long, this one-step foxtrot became known as the Texas two-step. So if you know any about the foxtrot, Foxtrot has a similar count. It goes slow, slow, quick, quick, slow, slow, quick, quick. As you're going along the line and dance with your partner. Which, you know, obviously there's variations. It can become syncopated. But along with the music, with two-step, it's more has a polka feel. Like it has those quicks first. Quick, quick, slow, slow. And you're really striding. So they took that and they started just dancing together which was amazing because now it became something. <laughs> so many of the dancers in Texas are of German and Polish descent, and they brought their native dances with them. 
Many of the moves from ancient dances like the landir and polka can be seen to permeate the popular two-step of today. Now, if you think about the landir, that is what you see in Sound of Music. And that's all I could say about that. That's, <laughs> that's what I know about the landir. I don't, I might be saying it wrong. It's L-A-N-D-L-E-R, but it, it came from, like, you could see it in Sound of Music when they dance together and they're starting to fall in love and all that cool stuff. Another musical I could talk about on my Patreon. <laughs> so, yeah, once again, it came from German descent. It came from polka descent, but it also came from elements of Foxtrot because the uh, square dancers wanted to start dancing together. And it worked out. So, two-step has other names. Texas State University instructors call the country two-step the poor man's foxtrot with its country boots and southern roots. <laughs> it is the plainclothes version of the sophisticated foxtrot. The country two-step reversed the rhythm to quick, quick, slow, slow to set itself apart from the ballroom foxtrot. In the 1980s, the country two-step was repopularized by John Travolta, again, in the movie Urban Cowboy. The two-step continues to grow and change with the influence of ballroom technique. Country dance competitions challenge dancers to step up their game and two-step to the top. Yes. And one interview we are going to have is with one of my old fellow ballroom gals. And she's, she's doing amazing. She is competing. She has gone so far. And she's been dancing since she was born. So she has so much to say. But now she is getting more into country dance and two-step, and she's competing with that professionally. So I can't wait for you to hear her interview coming up next month also. Yay! But like I say with every dance, and even if you watch my Patreon videos about um, coffee and jam, and we're listening to different songs and finding out the rhythm and what you're able to dance to, you're able to dance to any type of music. Like so many new country songs now are very kind of poppy that you can dance like a swing to. And it's like a country swing because it has a little extra dip in it. And country two-step, even though it moves around, you could use it in a small environment. It just depends on how you work being the lead and how you follow being the follow. So I hope you guys enjoyed this little shorter video today talking about country music and a super awesome dance hall. Um, it wasn't super long like Willowbrook, but I wanted to bring just something different and exciting in it. And I know there's a lot of country fans out there. And then there's also a lot of people that put down country. But as a performer, I feel like we have to have respect for everything that comes out of the dance world. Because like this one, we took it out of Foxtrot. So it came from somewhere. And where did Foxtrot come from? Somewhere else. <laughs> but I hope you guys enjoyed this. You could also thank John Travolta for filming Michael at the Green Hall. And for popularizing Country Two-Step with the movie Urban Cowboy. So go thank John Travolta. <laughs> Some of the websites I used. Obviously, I used Wikipedia and looked up Green Hall. I also used just greenhall.com their normal website you should go look at some of their merchandise they have some super cool koozies and t-shirts and oh man they have this one keychain it's just super funky looking i think i might order it because i want some uh merchandise just from talking about it 
And I also use greentexas.com and their about page. They had a lot to learn about just the people that first came and built and the types of homes they had. And then also talking about Country Two-Step, I found this really nice website called adventuresanddance.com. And then I looked at the history of Country Western Two-Step. There was a lot more on there. So please go do your own research and look up videos. Country Two-Step is super cool to watch. And especially when you see these older couples that have been doing it forever, they just are busting it down the line of dance and they are zooming past you. It feels like a hurricane comes by. But that's the coolest part. Like there's so many different places out that way down south that you could go tour and check out these different dance halls. But I'm telling you right here first, Green Hall is the oldest. Go visit it now. Okay, but thank you guys so much. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Um, once again, you can find me on Instagram at In and Out of Frame Podcast. We have our Patreon, In and Out of Frame Podcast, and we have our Facebook. You could just type us in, In and Out of Frame. Our Gmail we have is In and Out of Frame Podcast at gmail.com. So if you have any recommendations for stuff for the Patreon videos or any type of history you would like to hear about or any of the celebrities you would like to hear more bios about, please send me your stories and tell me about your dance experiences. I'm really waiting to hear about yours because I know I could probably send as many emails as I want to these super cool performers and celebrities, but... I want to hear about you guys. I want to hear about day-to-day dancing and just growing up, living with your family and jamming out in your backyard. That's what I want to hear. (laughs) But thank you guys so much. Enjoy the rest of your week, and I'll see you guys next Tuesday for another bio episode. Bye, guys.